right. Welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith here alone for a bonus episode, a surprise third episode this week. For any regular listeners who may have gotten confused, our regular episode with John and Chuck came out on Wednesday of this week, so make sure you check that out if you haven't yet, and we will have another full episode with them next week. But today's bonus episode, it's a short one. It's an interview with John Jenkins, who is from the Nashville area and played at Vanderbilt before being drafted by the Hawks several years ago. John is playing with a Vanderbilt alumni team called the Memorial Magic Alums in the tournament, which we told you about last show. If you don't know, the tournament is a single elimination basketball tournament that happens in the summer of 64 teams. It is open to anyone who isn't under NBA contract. It has a winner-take-all prize pool of $2 million, so it is fun and exciting and unique in that way. But to make the field of 64 teams, you have to get fan votes, and that's part of what we are doing here. So if you want to support the Vanderbilt alumni team that John Jenkins is on, along with other guys like Derek Byers and Shane Foster, Lance Goldborn, Steve Changang, and others, uh, we've made it easy for you. You can just go to fastbreakbreakfast.com, and that will redirect you to their team page where you can vote for them. So go to fastbreakbreakfast.com, and that'll take you to their team page. And then over on the right of the page, you click on the orange box where it says vote for this team. And then you fill out the form, which just consists of pretty much giving them your email address. And you got to make sure you verify that email address so the vote gets counted. And full disclosure, fans can win money if the team they support wins. And so we as a podcast are trying to recruit as many fans as we can. So maybe if you haven't supported our show through our Patreon but want to help us out, you can do us the favor of going to fastbreakbreakfast.com and voting for this Memorial Magic team. And perhaps if they win it big, we will just get a little piece of that. All right. And now for the interview with John. Hello, this is Keith. This is John Jenkins calling in. Hey, John. Thanks a bunch. Thanks for joining us on Fast Break Breakfast. Thank you, man. Hey, uh, first of all, I want to say I'm very excited to have you on. I went to a bunch of your games at Vanderbilt when you were there, and I've been pulling for you in the league. Uh, Thank you. Sec- second of all, it's our tradition. We start our podcasts asking our guests about their breakfasts. Do you have a particular breakfast routine? Um, I love breakfast, by the way. It's my favorite meal of the day, for sure. Um uh, during the season, I try to eat pretty healthier, you know, pretty much all around, uh, year round, I try to eat healthy. So, uh, like this morning, I had uh, eggs and fruit, basically. But my favorite breakfast meal, if I had to choose one, would be like pancakes and eggs. Pancakes. I don't get to have that often. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you have a, do you have a particular spot when you're back in Nashville, uh, in the Nashville area, that you like to go to? Of course I do. Pancake pantry. There you go. Nothing, nothing, nothing beats that place. I've been going there since I was a... Uh, freshman in college and I was I was going there all the way up to when I left and then whenever I visit back home uh, I'm there for sure uh, I've had a great time uh, in that area and then of course being there I just go there every Sunday uh, with a couple of my friends and old teammates and we either eat and go back to sleep after that because it gave us so much itis but uh, it was good times <laughs> do they uh, do they make you stand in line uh, a couple of times we did but I got close to a couple of people when they let us through the back door a few times but 
don't know if I have that pool anymore, but uh, <laughs> back, back then when I was playing, it was a little bit easier, but I'm sure the line is always long still to this day. Yeah. Um, so we have you on. To, I want to talk about your NBA and D-League experiences, but we have you on specifically because you are playing in the upcoming The Tournament with the Memorial Magic alumni team. Uh, who was it that organized this squad? Um, I'm pretty sure it was uh, Lance Goldborn and Derek Byers. Uh, could be a few other guys that uh, helped out, but Lance is the main guy I've been communicating with too about it. Uh, he's been texting me almost every day, just giving me updates and um, asking me questions and sending in videos and all that. So I'm guessing he's always been that way since we were in college. He's always proactive about things. So I'm guessing he's the one that's uh, the main guy running it. But I know Derek Byers is heavily involved as well. You haven't played in it before because I guess you were actually under contract. Um, right. But Derek Byers, he, he played last year, right? Oh, I didn't even know that. No, I watched on TV a little bit, but I didn't watch. I didn't see too many of the, of the games. I, I definitely didn't see Derek play. Yeah, I think he might have played with a Memphis team, but I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, so when okay. Lance when Lance texted you and told you about it, were you, were you aware of the tournament? Oh yeah, I definitely knew about it. Uh, like I said, I've seen it on ESPN. I think they only show like the final, you know, with three games on ESPN uh, of the tournament, but. Uh, yeah, I was definitely aware of it. I've seen a few guys, and I know I played against a couple of guys that were in the championship game last year just being around basketball for so long. So I recognize some of the names and the players out there. So I definitely watched. So with the name uh, Memorial Magic alums, I'm curious, what is your favorite memory of Memorial Magic? Um, I would, Man, there's so many. I would say I'll, I'll give you two. I'll say the first one is probably beating Kentucky on uh, CBS. Uh, my sophomore year, uh, they were. I think they went to the Final Four that year. They were a really good team, like they always are. Um, and then Florida, which was senior night, but ended up being my last game there too as well. Uh, I didn't know it was going to be my last game, but I knew it was a possibility. So I went out there like I was a senior. And, uh, you know, we got a great win. I think it was a huge win for us going into the SC tournament, beating a very good Florida team. I just remember the crowd going crazy and, um, that was my last game Memorial, so uh, I remember that uh, probably the most out of all of them. That's pretty good. Yeah, I, I love going to Memorial Gym. I think my favorite memory, I don't remember the year, but they uh, Vanderbilt beat Shaq. Oh, wow. You know, <laughs> back in the really? day when I was a kid. I was blown away. Um, the uh, the D-League season is over for the Westchester, Westchester, Westchester Knicks. Right. What did you take away from your experience playing with uh, in, in the D-League this season? I thought it was a great experience, man. Uh, going into it, I was—I think my pride was a little bit in the way. You know, I didn't want to do it. I wanted to just kind of sit at home and wait for a team. But, you know, I talked to my wife and my family about it. and uh, it, was, it was important for me to go out there and just play basketball again at a high level. You know, in the NBA, I played sporadically. And when I played, I played well, but it hasn't been enough to, I guess, uh, it hasn't been consistent enough for me to go out there and say, okay, a team will pick me up now and I'll be good, you know. I'm a fairly young guy. I'm 26, so I feel like I have a lot left in me. And so I thought that D-League was good for me to go out there and prove my worth and uh, show guys I still have it, you know. And uh, I did that, and I, I did that the best I could. And uh, we didn't make the playoffs, which would have helped a lot. But you know, I had a great time there, man. It was it's a great city. Uh, the coaching staff and it's my teammates were outstanding. And um, I just got back a few days ago, but I, I really enjoyed my time there. It was, it was a good experience.
Were you were you tired at all from having? I know you stay in shape, obviously, when you're on when you're on an NBA roster, but actually playing game right. minutes, like being thrown back into playing like 30, 35 minutes a game a, a night, like was that was that a change for you? Yes, it was actually. Um, you can you can run on the treadmill, you can play pickup, you can do all that all you want, but nothing beats competitive five on five games that count basketball. Uh, the first two weeks were kind of tough. I was a little sore, but. I don't think it affected my play at all. I just think that I had to get used to uh, the, the pounding and stuff on my knees and uh, the, the minutes, like you said. I played about 38 minutes a game, I think. So that was a huge adjustment from what I was doing. And, uh, you know, I think it was just all fun for me, man. I, I enjoyed being sore. I was like, you know, this is fun again. I, you know, I was right back to where I was. I was playing a bunch of minutes uh, in college or whatever. So I just kind of embraced the whole the whole journey of it. I just really... Uh, locked in and you know took advantage of it. What's the, what's the difference between the daily schedule when you're on an NBA roster traveling with the team versus when you're in the D League? Uh, it's very different because uh, well, our our feeder team, I guess you could say, was the New York Knicks, obviously. But we practiced in their facility. But NBA, you practice from usually nine to eleven, nine to twelve. Um, you go you go in at nine. You, practice probably at 11 and probably go to about one o'clock, you know, the latest. And so, but the D league team, we usually went and practice to be sure the practice court with them. We could have went earlier, like six or seven, or we could have went at two or three. So we usually went around two or three for practice. And so that alone was a, was a difference for me. Cause I'm used to getting up there early, knocking my workout and then being, and being done for the day. But uh, with this situation, I had the whole day to just kind of relax. And then we had practice around two, I'd be done at like 5.36 and then uh, we go from there. But the hardest part was travel for sure because in the NBA you're spoiled with uh, first-class flights, uh, chartered flights. And in the, NBA, in, the, in the D League, you're, you know, commercial flights, uh, no first class. You're scrunched up in the seat. You're on very small planes. Uh, it's definitely a humbling experience, you know, but I prepared my mind for all that going into it. And uh, I, don't, I wouldn't say it was tough because I was I was so ready just to show my worth. I didn't really care what I had to go through to show it. Did you have any traveling horror stories stranded in LaGuardia or anything? Oh, yeah, we had a couple of those. Uh, I think one, we got stranded in Chicago for like six or seven hours. And that was my first trip with the team. So I was like, this happened often? And they were like, <laughs> no, it's not this bad all the time. But uh, yeah, we got, we got stranded there for like six or seven hours. And luckily, Chicago is a huge airport O'Hare, so... I was able to get a massage in the airport, which was, was my first. Uh, they had like a little massage uh, envy place there. And I got a massage. I had I think I had lunch and dinner there, which was weird. But uh, I had a good time, man. I, I enjoyed all the, all the uh, goods and the bads of it. And uh, I think it made me a better person uh, as well. Do the coaching staffs in D-League versus in the NBA, like are – does one focus more on you specifically, like, hey, work on this, do this? Is, is there a difference between, like, how they are focusing on you between the two leagues? Uh, I would say so. Uh, just from a standpoint is the Knicks will have young guys they want to call it down, and they'll play in the D-League with us. And uh, there's a certain emphasis that they want to get, to get better at. Usually the coaches will be like, yeah, he needs to get better at shooting or he needs to get better at rebounding. So the D-League coach will – uh, you know, push that with that particular player and say, okay, we want you to do this and do that. But uh, with the guys that are already on the team, I think we we were a pretty good understanding of our roles and uh, what we need to do each night. Uh, everybody had different roles, obviously, but 
uh, I probably got a coaching staff. It's not a big coaching staff. You have three coaches total. So uh, in the NBA, you might have up to six or five or six uh, coaches that are on the bench with you. We only had three, uh, one head coach and two assistants. Uh, and so it's, we only had probably nine or ten players as well. So uh, it's like a family, really, because it's not a lot of guys, not a lot of people around you. And we had a pretty understanding on what each player needed to do. So it was pretty easy from that standpoint. As a free agent this summer, what is your what is your schedule going to be like? Uh, I don't know. I have a little girl on the way. She'll be here in about two months. Oh, congratulations! Uh, so that's been a that's a big crazy thing for me right now. It's yeah. great for a new player in my household. So uh, that's going to be fun. Uh, so focusing on that right now, but uh, I think a lot of the things I'm, I might play summer league possibly if I need to and. Um, I'm going to do as many workouts and many camps as possible just to, you know, I'm very hungry to get back to where I belong. So whatever I need to do to get back, I'm going to do it. So uh, it takes going to summer league. It takes going to all these worldwide tour of different uh, teams and doing camps and I'll do it. So I'm uh, very motivated this summer. I've already started my workouts. I didn't take much time off. So uh, like I said, man, it was, my motto this year, this summer is whatever it takes. So, uh, I'm gonna be pretty busy. I know that, uh, but I'm looking forward to it. That sounds that sounds good. Uh, your Twitter handle is Johnny Cash VU23. I'm curious, is Johnny Cash actually a nickname of yours? Uh, yeah, it really is. Uh, I got it towards I think it was my senior year in high school. Johnny Cash actually owns a house in Hendersonville, or he used to. Uh, they I don't know how it came about. This really weird. A couple guys in my in the little student section, he used to always say it to me. And I was like, what, what does that even mean? And then it kind of stuck. And when I went to Vandy, you know, I'm from, I'm from Tennessee. So the name just kind of traveled over about 20 minutes away uh, to West End and kept the name there. And I just kind of ran with it. I put it as my Twitter handle. I'm not sure when I did that part, but uh, I use it as my Twitter handle. And now, even in the NBA, guys, they call me Cash or uh, the announcers will say, Johnny Cash money or some, something along those lines. And it kind of stuck with me, so I just kind of kept it. And uh, it's pretty funny how it came about, but, you know, I think it's a pretty cool nickname. Yeah, I think it's a great nickname, but it, it's not on your basketball reference page. The, on, the only nickname listed on basketball reference is Johnny J. So I'll have to... Johnny J, yeah. That was one, too, in high school as well. I, uh, I want to say that was the first one, and then Johnny Cash came later. Uh, I'm not sure who named me Johnny J, but that was definitely a nickname earlier on in high school. Yeah. Um, you started this season with the Suns. So I'm curious, what did you think of Devin Booker's 70-point game? <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, we had a game in Westchester that night, but, you know, they were playing in Boston. We, I think we had an early game or something. I was able to catch the end of it somehow. So, um uh, my Twitter, I checked my Twitter after the game, and it was like, Devin Booker has 50. I was like, what? I was like, this has to be some kind of, I don't know I didn't know what was going on. It was, they were still playing. I thought they would end the game already. He was still playing. Like, in the third quarter, we had 50, and I was like, I got to turn this on. So I had lead pass on my phone. And when I turned it on, he had, I think he was at like 55, 58, and it was just unbelievable what he was doing because two weeks before that, I had, I had 40 in the game, in the D-League game, and he had uh, messaged me saying congrats and all that. And I was like, yeah, you have to do it now. Like, it's your turn to do it. I think it's still on my Twitter. Uh, and um, and he was like, he didn't say anything back, but I was like, he, probably, he knows that I'm you know, playing with him. And 
he's probably going to go after it pretty soon. He didn't have too many. He probably had a month left in the season at that point. And, you know, he took my 40 and turned it into 70. So he's a, he's a great player, man. Uh, he's young. He's 20 years old. So a 20-year-old doing that and just almost making the game look so easy is pretty scary. Uh, I mean, he's a talented, a talented guy. Uh, his dad played in the, in the NBA, so I think that helps a lot. He knows what, it's, what it takes and what it's like and how much uh, of a demand on your body it is. So he's already had a head start from that standpoint. And sky's the limit for him. And I hope that they can start picking up some wins because uh, if they start winning, he could be an all-star really soon. Yeah, now that he had 70, uh, the ball's back in your court. you got you got to step it up. Right, now i got to try 75 or something. <laughs> what's the most, What's the most? I guess, last question, what's the most in the zone you've ever been? Uh, what's, what's really crazy about it, when I have 40 in the D-League, I was not in the zone, like, I wasn't. It was an early game. We played in the Brooklyn Brooklyn uh, Nets Arena, and and it wasn't. It was it was empty. Nobody was in the stands. They don't allow fans at their the Long Island game for some reason. So it was like a very weird game, and uh, I wasn't in the zone at all. Like I had forty, but I felt like I might have had twenty five. So I'm, that definitely wasn't one of one of my in the zone games. So I would say college. A couple of times, I, I mean, a lot of the times actually in college and high school, I thought in the zone. But um, probably in high school when I had 60 on my on my senior night, I had 60 points and I was really in the zone then. Um, it was like everything was in slow motion. I read a lot of books and it talks about getting in, in the zone uh, and getting in that, that mindset where everything kind of slows down. And uh, if you do one little thing to think about the zone, you'll, you'll snap out of it. So... All that was true. I felt the exact same way the books talk about, where everything was slowed down. It was like things in slow motion, and um, if you if you do one thing, you yell or talk too loud. It's like you snap out of it. It's it's weird. It's a very weird feeling. But once you catch on to it, I mean, a lot of guys you've seen like Devin can go for seventy, or Kobe can get sixty. He can get sixty on his last game of his career. Like it's just special times, special moments happen when you get in that zone. I would say mine was in high school. Well, that sounds great. Hopefully you will get in the zone during the tournament for the Memorial Magic alums. Uh, thank you so much, John, for taking time for us. Congrats on the upcoming baby. And uh, best of luck going forward. I appreciate you having me, man. All right, thanks a bunch to John. He's a guy I hope that can catch on in the league somewhere because he's a shooter. Seems like He's got that skill that a lot of teams could use. Remember, uh, you can help John out and the Vanderbilt alumni team and our podcast by going to fastbreakbreakfast.com and voting for the Memorial Magic alumni team. Just click on that orange box and fill out the form. Be a pal. Okay, thanks for listening. Nashville listeners, reminder, there will be a Grizzlies playoff watch party at Double Dog Sylvan Heights. Once those dates are announced, we will let you know, so keep your eyes out on Facebook and on Twitter, and obviously on the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Fast Break Break. All right, you guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, no apologize for being GNG. Fast Break Break, man, you understand?